past the town of tribulation and straight on to Daring Do. Chapter 4 We cleared away the lunch scraps, tossing the last few breadcrumbs into the water where they were quickly snapped up by the brown trout. As if on cue, Dottie woke up, stretched her legs and arched her back. All right, Missy, said Grandma. I suppose you've earned it. She rummaged in the box of dusters and produced the little red life jacket with small dog printed on the side. At once the cat sprang into life, straining at her leash and chirping like a bird with a sore throat. Grandma held her on her lap, slipped the harness off, put the little life jacket on and, leaning over the boat's edge, gently lowered her into the water. Dotty set off across the basin, ears flattened to keep out the water, and whiskers forward to warn her how close her nose was to its surface. Her front legs worked like tiny pistons, and she chirped with excitement as she swam back and forth. She looked so funny that I clapped my hands and jumped up and down with excitement, laughing so loudly that people on the opposite bank left their picnic and moved closer to the water's edge to get a better look at what was going on. Mobile phones and cameras were produced and photographs and videos taken of the incredible swimming cat. Further up the basin, a man had been taking photographs of some of the old boats. He picked up his tripod and camera and hurried down to where the group was standing. He set up his equipment again, attaching a long lens to the camera and proceeding to take a series of shots. Keep an eye on her, said Grandma, and tell me if she comes to the side of the boat. She was looking for something in the sail locker, which went down as far as the bottom of the hull, and I was torn between watching Dotty and watching Grandma in case she fell in amongst the lines and sails that were stored there. I could see that the cat's leg movements were becoming less powerful, and began to worry that she was starting to grow tired. Grandma, I said, I think she's coming over to the side of the boat. How do I get her out? The water line was too far down for me to reach her without falling in, and I'd already had one near miss today. Remembering my earlier slip, I looked over to the morning star and was surprised to see boat boy Bob watching the little cat's antics with a smile on his face. At that moment, Grandma found what she'd been looking for, and getting to her feet, brandished a large net, like the ones used by fishermen to keep their catch safe. With a loud swoosh, she swung it into a wide arc above her head, and then deep down into the water, scooping Dotty up as she did, and landing her unceremoniously on the deck. There was a loud round of applause and a few cheers from the people on the opposite bank, but I ignored them and was about to rush forward to disentangle the little cat from the net when Grandma held me back. Give her a minute, she said, and I soon realised the reason for her caution, for as Dottie stood up, she shook herself vigorously, spraying everything in the cockpit with river water. I think I preferred lemonade, observed Grandma, using one of the dusters to dry herself before wrapping the cat in a small towel which she'd brought along for this purpose. She removed small dog, and in less than five minutes Dotty's fur gleamed in the sunlight as she settled into her lengthy grooming routine. Excuse me, 
we were startled by a voice from the path, and I recognised the owner to be the photographer who had set up his tripod on the opposite bank a few minutes earlier. "'Let me introduce myself,' he said, holding out a small white card. I think he could see from the way in which Grandma was holding the card at arm's length and peering at it through narrowed eyes that she was unable to read it without her glasses, so he added, "'Clive Williamson, photographer for the Clarion.' He held out his hand, which Grandma shook and asked, "'And what can I do for you, Mr. Williamson?' "'My newspaper is running a series of articles on the lesser-known tourist attractions in the area, and I was sent here today to take a few photographs of the old harbour and what goes on here. I must admit that I've spent a few weeks visiting places all over the country, but I've never quite seen anything like your cat.' She's the best tourist attraction I've ever seen. Just look at the crowd over there. The number of onlookers had increased, and people were still looking towards the Fiona in the hope of seeing Dotty give a repeat performance. Those in the crowd who had missed the event were being shown videos of it on their mobile phones, taken by the people who had witnessed it at first hand. She's not a circus act. Grandma said indignantly. She's just a cat that likes swimming. It's not uncommon in her breed. Realising that he needed to continue with care so as not to upset Grandma, he said, She's one of the most beautiful cats I've ever seen. My grandmother smiled, feeling proud that in the matter of a few minutes, Dottie had become a celebrity. Would you consent to me taking a few more pictures of her? he said. Grandma considered. With you too, of course, he said, sensing how protective of her cat Grandma felt. And perhaps you wouldn't mind telling me a bit about her and how she became so fond of water. As if she knew that she was the centre of attention, Dotty finished grooming and sat upright like the statue of the cat I'd seen in the Egyptian department of the British Museum. Mr. Williamson asked the two of us to sit, one either side of her, and after Grandma had quickly combed her hair and applied a smudge of lipstick, he continued to take more photographs. Now, I need a few details, he said. Few was not a word Grandma used very often, and she proceeded to give her name, my name, the cat's name, and even the boat's name. When she started telling him about Dotty, I felt sorry for the poor man, as he scribbled away, struggling to keep up with her account of how Bengal cats were first bred from the Asian leopard cat, and how they had trained Dotty to be a boat cat, and how she had shocked them by jumping into the water one day, and so on and on and on. He'll have a book, not an article, by the time she's finished, I thought. Although she's a very good swimmer, continued Grandma, cats can quickly become tired and drown. That's why we always put a life jacket on her. We tried several before finding one that was just right for her shape and size. Ironically, it was made for... Small dog, Mr. Williamson, seized the opportunity to finish the sentence and so ending the interview. Thank you, Mrs. Gates, Meg and of course Dotty, he said. I'm going back to the office now, and we'll put the article together. If my editor likes it, you should see something in the clarion by Thursday. Thank you, said Grandma. I've got your number. If I think of anything else, I'll give you a ring. 
Mr. Williamson was already hurrying along the path, but called back over his shoulder, "'Don't worry, Mrs. Gates. I'm sure that I've got more than enough information for the article.' More than enough for ten newspapers, I thought.